from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author Harry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM here in the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Good morning there, Alan. Good morning, Perry. How you doing? Doing good. Going to be another hot day today. Good day to be at the races. Uh, good day to be at the lake, too. <laughs> <laughs> Which are you going to choose? I think we're going to be down at Lake Greenwood. Cherokee Speedway is going to take this weekend off since okay. they had a big show last weekend. It, they had to... Uh, Ultimate Lake Mall Series over there. Had to put on a real good show. So, uh, Cherokee Speedway is going to take this weekend off and uh, start back next week. But you haven't retired, though. No, we haven't retired. <laughs> We're just trying to get everything situated where uh, they can go down there and enjoy the lake without having to work every weekend whenever they go down there. Okay, well, that's good. I, I, uh, I can think of a whole lot of worse things they have to do than fix up your lake house. That yeah. sounds like a, actually a fun thing to do. But I, I'll still crank that race car up this evening just to make sure, you know. It runs. It runs. You know, it, it gets in the habit of wanting to be cranked up every every Saturday evening about 7 o'clock. Well, yeah, it wants to know it's appreciated. Yeah. Uh, There's Princess. Princess, Sunshine, and uh, we got another one there. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a leaf spring car. Does it have a name? We haven't named it yet. Oh, okay. that's right. You were going to wait till yep. something happened to we got We got to let her make her own name. Okay. And uh, Greg's over here putting his headphones on and swinging the mic around. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Perry. How good you morning, doing? Man. Doing doing pretty good. And I'm, I'm a little lonely. Uh, Berta had about a week of birthday turning 60 last week. and So she decided to go down to the beach with her sister and her husband. And told me to handle it. So anyway. Well, we're going to handle it today. <laughs> right. <laughs> a little bit later after this show, we'll do our usual thing. And uh, Ronnie's listening. He's already texted me in with his pick. So you got him down for Truex. I don't see any big argument with people wanting him. And uh, so we will, uh, we, I, you know, get this now. I just thought of this driving in this morning. Since the last time we met here and had this radio show, they've had three Xfinity races. Yes. That's incredible, isn't it, Perry? Yep. And uh, they had Indianapolis and they had Kentucky the last two nights. And I'll get into that in depth later. Um, a lot of crashing and banging and a little bit of hard feelings last night. And our local driver's doing good. Perry. He did good. You know, he, uh, well, I, I'll go ahead and talk about it a little bit now. He, he had, I think, if I'm not mistaken, a, a 13th and two twelfths. But he led. Uh, he got some stage points. He got a good bit of airtime. They were all talking about him at one time or another. They did talk about him a lot. About the, the Clements family, uh, famous racing family. And uh, last night, uh, Clint Boyer was talking about coming. He didn't say Spartanburg, but he's talking about going down to their uh, their shop and buying motors. And, and they were good motors and everything. So uh, 
he got a lot of airtime. And actually, now I've been, you know, I'm a, a real dope sometimes. He's got to get in the top 12, not the top 16. Yep. Well, he's 14th. I mean, he's really, you know, with that third place finish he had at, uh, where was that, Pocono? He's really, uh, mm-hmm. he's really moved yep. up a lot lately. So uh, he is not that far behind. I, uh, a lot of the people ahead of him have had some trouble, especially that Brandon Jones. He's he's tore up a couple of uh, Gibbs's cars here in the last couple of days. I mean, he's had some hard hits. But um, we'll talk about the we'll talk about that a little bit later and go over the schedule. We got racing today. We got the trucks tonight. We got I think uh, uh, Grand Prix qualifying's wrapping up right now. I think it was over at ten o'clock there in Austria again, and we've got um, Indy cars. They got a doubleheader this weekend, so the first one of those at Road America is at five o'clock this afternoon, and um, and uh, and Greg's got us an exceptionally good guest today, like he always does. Who you got there, Greg? Well, I was thinking about things running places up north, like Kentucky. I figured Loudon's coming up, but no, we got Mister Ricky Craven, who uh, won some tons of championships up in the Northeast, and what's that race at Darling Parrotted? Closest race ever. Yeah, he, he's still it's, he's tied for the closest finish in NASCAR history with uh, the other ones between Jimmy Johnson and uh, Clint Boyer, as a matter of fact, from 2011 at Talladega. But he had that famous uh, fender banging last, incredibly hard racing last lap at Darlington. That was in 2003 in the spring race. It was the 400. But both of those races. Uh, were decided by two one-thousandths of a second, which is that's pretty close. That is close. You know, I thought that was a close one at Talladega a couple of weeks ago, but it's only sixth on the list. So, um, uh, and one of the, the third-place guy crossed the line backwards there. <laughs> but we got uh, we got Ricky Craven, who I actually um, I saw him quite a few times this weekend, or, or this week uh, on Fox, uh, doing the, the, the pre-race show. And um, he's very well. You know, he looks just like he did when he got out of the car to me. He doesn't look like he's aged a bit. Oh, he's in super shape. And you know, he's got the clearest mind. You know, I, I can I can envision somebody like him, you know, when we talk to him. And I know we've talked to him before. But he sounds like somebody could run it down the corner as far as it needs to go and, and hit their marks. Well, he's... And, uh, and do it uh, in fashion. He's yeah. uh, he drove that tied car and had that slam bang finished with Kurt Busch. So we'll talk to him about that and about the uh, um, current situation in NASCAR. That's uh, you know there's been a lot of changes and a lot of things have gone on. Ronnie, of course, feel free to call in anytime you want to. But Alan, he just he just texted me a name for that other car. Okay, what's that? Corona. Corona. <laughs> oh, no. Named after, I think it's probably named, I don't know if it's named after a bear or a disease, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. But that would be uh, something to consider. So anyway, uh, we'll have Ricky on at 1020, and we've got a lot of results and things to talk about and a whole lot of time to do it. So um, I tell you what, we've never had a situation in NASCAR like we've had this this year, and it's. Uh, coming out now that Jimmy Johnson's not quite sure he was sick or not. He's uh, kind of having second thoughts about it and saying that uh, he never felt bad. He felt good the whole time. His wife 
did feel bad, and and he did test. Well, he tested positive when they tested him, but the next two tests they gave him were negative, and he had something like a 636 race um, streak broken. And I think he feels pretty bad about that, and I guess you couldn't hardly blame him, but he, I think that's, uh, as Mike Helton said a couple of weeks ago, I don't believe he'd ever missed a race. Uh, in fact, that was last week Mike said that. So uh, I think he's feeling pretty bad about the fact that he uh, he missed that race, and it might have been like a false positive or something. He missed a race, plus he missed the points. So uh, now what you do? It's back to the same thing. If you have any intentions for running for points, and that's the way you're set up, just, you know, all your cup teams are set up for that, pretty much. Now you're going to get to a point where if I test positive, I'm going to go back and test again. I'm going to go back and test again until I come up with a no. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it, don't get me wrong, at Cherokee Speedway, they take our temperatures before we go in the racetrack, and... Uh, if one crew member in the truck has got high temperature, everybody gets kicked back out at Cherokee Speedway. Yeah. But if you're running for the points over there and you miss a race, you're you're just about done. Well, that uh, substitute driver they had for him last week had a rough go of it. He uh, uh, they put they put Allgaier, Jason is it Jason Justin all Justin Allgaier in the car and uh, he uh, he had a hard hit so. Uh, that, that pit road was kind of tight, plus the crew member out there was kind of lucky out there on pit road. Uh, I don't know why, they, as tight as that pit road was, 55 mile an hour, you go down you go down the highway at 55 mile an hour. Just think about trying to do something there. And uh, that's one they probably should have dropped down to about 35 or something like that. Yeah, that was a very unfortunate. Now, in your um, cup days, were you on the... Over the wall guy. I was the one standing out there holding the pit board, kind of like Bud Moore. <laughs> <laughs> and then once I'd done that, I dropped the pit board. And back then, you could have three air wrenches across the wall. And I'd take the lug nuts loose from the left side while they was changing the right side. So then I'd step back across the wall and let them come back around and get the, I got you. Get the tires. Yeah, and me and Adam both contributed to the fact that uh, when you start fooling that pit road board... And ain't nothing but a bumper between you and that board, and you got to get him hit your left front exactly what it is. It's getting a little worse from that car, and you know, he's coming up pit road speed and everything. But yeah. we, we didn't have too much problem. It was a fun days. Yeah, back in you could still run wide open down pit road. You had to remember who was behind you about two cars. Or if you're standing out there and hear that boy come down pit road back in, you could come through all the pits that you really wanted to. To get to your pits, you couldn't beat two stalls out or whatever. And uh, that's right. You you got out of his way if he's coming in there. Well, you know they've had some terrible incidents, and I'm not going to go through them all. They've had people killed on pit road and stock car racing, you know, on, for the whole world on television. And uh, but uh, and that was kind of scary last week. I mean, that guy was squeezed in there between uh, um, the car he was pitting, which was uh, was Ryan Newman, uh, not Ryan Newman, Ryan. Uh, Blaney's car, and I can't. There were about three of them got into him there because they were all getting all crossed up. But he uh, he ended up having to scramble and crawl out of the way, and uh, it, he was he was pretty lucky, I'd say. He could have really had some injuries with uh, uh, the way he was. He was just squeezed between two cars, and and yeah. one of them was moving. Yeah, uh, that's what I was getting ready to ask you. I, I 
thought I'd been following that thing pretty closely, but where do they say he's at right now? The last thing I heard, he wasn't in the hospital anymore. I think he got released. I don't know the gentleman's name. I, I, I should have looked that up, but uh, he, you know, gave a thumbs up and everything when they took him out of there on the stretcher. So you knew right away it wasn't life-threatening or even um, all that serious, but I, I don't think he had any broken bones, did he? He's just uh, pretty just pretty just beat might, up. Just, just bruised up a little bit, you know. After on pit road now, they do have the helmets on that protects that, that head, and uh, that's one of the biggest things right there. Well, uh, it knocked his off. Yeah. Well, it knocked his uh, helmet off. But the more I keep thinking about it, you know, that they got together... And between the helmets, some other stuff that they've done different, and plus the sheet metal on the outside of them race cars by the thin of the piece of paper, that there's more crushability around the car, and you got that, you know, around the driver. And uh, that makes a bunch of sense. But, but, but still running 55 mile an hour. Right. <laughs> and that's the narrowest pit road they got. So yeah. uh, I think yeah. they'll probably... I think they'll do something before next year or whatever if they go back there next year. You know, it's even, if you think about it, now I don't know the specifications, but I'm thinking an Indy car is even wider than a than a stock car. So if you could have that, and they, they bump into each other all the time during the Indy 500, you know, with uh, on that narrow pit road. But maybe they ought to think about widening. You know, there used to be a time... Years ago, I don't know when they exactly changed it, probably within the last 20, but there used to be a guy before radios with the pit board that stood between, you know, on a little grassy strip right up next to that wall. And they'd have those crashes and tires go flying and you'd see all those guys lay down behind that wall. So it's been it's been crazy. But, uh, yeah, I was looking at the, the, the last four cars, the last four uh, non-finishers at Indianapolis were Allgaier, Martin Truex, which took care of Ronnie's pick right there. Corey LaJoy and Ryan Priest. And I think it was LaJoy who was the one that had him pinned to uh, uh, Blaney's car. But, um, yep, that was very scary. And we uh, hope they uh, they got some nice wide pit roads. That, of course, anything can happen, but they got nice wide pit roads at Kentucky. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully don't have any more uh, a repeat of that kind of action. Well, you know with Roger Penske owning that racetrack now, that he will definitely do something. His car, too. Yes, his car, too, plus the, uh, as much as wide as the racetrack actually is, after on that front straightaway, he could actually move that pit wall towards the grandstand, probably about another seven or eight foot, because that's part of the racetrack him boys really don't use. Well, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit. I would move the grandstand back a little bit and, uh, uh, you know, the one that's on the inside of the track. Not the main grandstand because you know they do get pretty spread out coming down that straightaway sometimes. And they've had some. Who was that guy last year that made that bold move and he had dust and cups and everything flying when he came right down along that wall? But um, I think that's where they instead of narrowing up the track, I'd I'd back up the grandstand or, or, or the walkway there, or maybe even figure out some way to eliminate uh, a part of that walkway. But anyway. They'll figure it out. I agree with you, though, 100% that they'll probably have something in place by next year. Greg, did you have a thought, or are you just... Uh... No, it, it, <coughs> uh, they got to do what they got to do. And, well, they, uh, they certainly got the money to do it, that's for sure. And just like me getting me a new phone, which 
secretary have made me get. <laughs> you got to keep up with progress. Yeah. Well, the phone he had would look like uh, <laughs> look like the one that that John Wayne used on the beach in uh, Sands of Iwo Jima. I mean, it was it was pretty old, the museum piece. Although I, you can still get a flip phone, but he, uh, yeah, we a couple of weeks ago went and and after after we got done at Applebee's, I said, Greg, let's you need a phone. So he's he's almost worked his way up to texting. Well, text us at 6 o'clock in the morning. Don't be calling us. <laughs> See, that's what I've been trying to tell hey, him. I'm the, learn, hey, watch uh, it out. I've been learning pretty quick on this thing. That's the beauty of texting. You don't have to answer it. <laughs> the guy still gets the message. Have, yeah, He'll respond when he feels like it. There you go. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take our first break here. Uh, let me. I'll just get this out of the way. We've got a little extra time. I hope it turns out that way today. And I'm not quite sure if... Uh, I, um, Nelson's going to call in. I hope he did. He was a little under the weather last week. We'll try to find that out. Nelson, if you're listening, just go ahead and call us um, at your regular time at uh, right when we get done with Ricky Craven. Otherwise, uh, you know, we'll check on you. But I wanted to say um, hats off, as always, to Lanny McKinney, who has our back and does our um, website, our Facebook page. Not our website, it's a Facebook page, but he does the Bud Moore Engineering website, and he um, puts together our podcast, which you can listen to all the races, uh, all those races, all the shows, and in fact, I listened uh, last week's show, I didn't get around to hearing it till Monday, and um, it was a good show, because they're all good, but we're going to take, uh, thank you, Lanny, thanks for everything you do, and hopefully, I, I did hit record this morning, so uh, we won't need you to record the show, for, or uh, put the show on the uh flash drive for us but we're going to take a break right now and come back and talk to fox um racing analyst and former winner and former racer ricky craven you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg there's no points racing here greg perry ronnie and nelson are racing to win you're listening to start your engines on fox sports 1498.3 fm Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? All it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? 
I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199 per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Bench those high payments and slam dunk on savings during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it, and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be a hot one out there. I also want to add that uh, Ronnie just texted me and said that it was Lanny's birthday the other day. So, uh, happy birthday to you, Lanny, and uh, you do a great job for us. But right now, it is my tremendous pleasure to bring to our show former race driver and still a holder of the closest finish ever, as we were talking about a few minutes ago, and... Um, Fox personality, and I tell you, uh, he, he looks like he did today. Got out of the car, as far as I'm concerned. That's Mr. Ricky Craven. Good morning, Ricky. Hi, gentlemen. <laughs> you haven't seen me for a while, and I, if you have seen me, there's a lot of makeup on us. Well, I saw you <laughs> last night, and I, I commented to my wife. I said, "You know, he's on the show in the morning, and he looks like he did last time he, he was racing." So, uh, thank you so much for taking. I know you're busy because you're a a lot of times we get these uh, broadcasters, and uh, they won't talk to us until the season or till their part of the season's over. But uh, it's great having you on um, during your your uh, during Fox's stint because, uh, like I said, I saw you a couple of times this week as and pretty late yesterday evening. So uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm glad to join you. Always glad to join you. Um, yeah, Greg gets us the best guest. Greg, go ahead. Well, anyway. I try to get the best guest, and we, we definitely got a good one today. But, um, Ricky, I was just trying to think back. Uh, you went through the Bush North Series, won some championships there. 
and then let I, just a brief synopsis. You know, we can sit here and joke about other stuff, but I, it, you've got a pretty pretty good resume. Not <laughs> a whole lot of things, but just kind of wonder what you thought about it. You know, Greg, I have, uh, I, 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 I just have to be brutally honest. I've been very fortunate. I've had a great life. Uh, 25 years I raced cars and then uh, took a year and did nothing. It was uh, among the worst in my life. I didn't feel like I was needed. Uh, I got a call from Jack Obringer at ESPN, and uh, and that uh, brought me to life for 13 years. And I've been with Fox the last two years, and it's just been outstanding. But having said all that, in a strange sort of way, uh, I got hurt uh, in 1997 at Texas Motor Speedway, and it and it looked as though it, my my chances of winning a Cup race diminished greatly, but. Uh, but uh, I've, I was able to battle back, and when I won at Martinsville in the Tide car in 2001, October 15th of 2001, it truly changed my life. Uh, and uh, and I said a moment ago, in a strange sort of way, I, I know that uh, you and and I, and I think Mike Hill's with you. He understands because he's lived it. Uh, you know you. When, when you are as committed to the sport as we all are, uh, you, a lot of times you're dominated by it. And uh, had I not won a cup race, I just don't think I, my life would have been as complete or as, or as happy uh, as it's been. Well, it, and it was a very, uh, I remember it like it was yesterday, and I thought it was very moving that you were able to come back after uh, all the, the adversity that you had faced and, and won a race again. And, um, I know it made a lot of people happy, happy and I, that, that Tide car, that was the Cal Wells car, is that, isn't that? And that was the same car you were driving at Darlington, and I think he's, uh, I think he is owed a tip of the hat for uh, having faith and confidence to, to, to give you a top-notch ride again. You're exactly right. That is exactly right. I, uh, Cal Wells is uh, among my closest friends. He is like family. We get together at least a couple times a month for breakfast. Um, I have a great deal of gratitude toward him. And uh, so we're connected. We're connected for life. Uh, he really uh, stuck his neck out in, uh, you know, being part of that Tide Procter & Gamble legacy. Um, you know, that was a great experience for me. Um, you know, I'm in a different place now. I can think back and sort of celebrate things uh the win at darlington was so much fun because everybody seemed to buy into it and celebrate you know the close finish and one of the things that gets lost in all that is that's the last pontiac to win a nascar race and i have that car that pontiac oh and, wow uh, right now it's sitting yeah right, right now it's sitting in the hall of fame in charlotte it was i believe it was the first item uh, put on loan with winston kelly uh, way back when they created the, the Hall of Fame in downtown Charlotte. And then uh, uh, that was a retirement gift from Cal Wells when I hung up the helmet. And that, I mean, he could, I, I, first off, I didn't expect a gift, but that was uh, that was a gift that I can't even put in, into perspective what it means to me. Uh, um, I mean, that is fantastic. And, um, you know, uh, Cal Wells had his... Uh I'm not mistaken. He he raced several different series, so um, you know he he's 
stay with and and NASCAR was wasn't that lengthy, but it was pretty successful while he was there. And it's I'm glad to hear that he's I, I, I you sort of lose touch with these people, and maybe he's more visible than I'm thinking he is. But uh, it's glad I'm glad to hear that you still have contact with him a couple of times a month, and he's he's still active. Yeah, Cal was actually involved with uh, Toyota with DFD. Uh, he is uh, contracted through them and, and uh, supports the program. He had a relationship with Toyota that goes way back, way, way back, 30 years ago. And um, uh, he created the Toyota Off-Road Racing Program. That's right. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and uh, won the Baja 1000 uh, uh, so, uh, with the Ironman and... <laughs> He's got quite a history. He's Cal's won IndyCar races as as a car owner, and uh, and won obviously won NASCAR races. Ricky, this has been such a crazy season. Um, nobody could have, could have anticipated what was going to happen after. I guess the big story at the time was uh, Paul uh, Paul Newman. Listen to me, Ryan Newman's crash at Daytona and his recovery, and then all of a sudden yeah. the sport gets shut down. And in the meantime, we've had. So many things attack NASCAR, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean so much. Uh, speaking of adversity, things that that have happened to NASCAR with the with the racial slur and a, a driver getting you know released, and and the noose and the Confederate flag, and and I told Mike Helton on the show last week, and I wasn't just blowing smoke. I mean, I think NASCAR, with the eyes of the whole country on it, or whole sports world actually, has handled it. Everything magnificently. I think they've just done a great job. Well, we are front center, that's for sure. There's a uh, there's a great demand for uh, almost anything on television, and as it relates to sports, NASCAR is uh, you know I guess stands alone. I mean, there are other other forms that are, are beginning to ramp up, participate, but uh, by and large, NASCAR uh, has the spotlight on it, and uh, you know, along with everything you mentioned. Uh, you have to add that uh, Jimmy Johnson, one of our great right. drivers, uh, diagnosed with the COVID-19 uh, roughly 10 days ago, missed the first race of his career because of it, and uh, and then was welcomed back this week, and uh, and I know everybody's relieved by that and, and welcomes him back. The sport's better with Jimmy in it. Well, it's, it sounds to me like now there was even an article in the, uh, it was a wire report, of course, but in the in the Spartanburg newspaper this morning, um, th- that I think he's got some second thoughts on whether he even had anything, and it was like uh, maybe it was a false positive, and I think he's a little upset, or uh, the article said confused, you know, whether he really needed to miss that race last week. Although he, you know, it was a positive test, but uh, you know, he, I think he's thinking maybe it could have been a false positive or something. Well, I think that right there uh, reflects where we all are as a nation. Uh, perhaps as you know, as a uh, as a planet, the world. Uh, there is a lot of confusion. There is a lot of fear. Uh, there are uh, at the. I think at the very base of the, the fear uh, is we don't know what we don't know as it relates to. Uh, the virus, and we're just learning as we go. Uh, I don't, uh, all I can say about that is that I'm thankful that Jimmy only missed one race. Uh, he's still in the playoff hunt, and right now he's, he's inside the playoff, 
qualifiers. So left to his own court, I think he's going to punt his ticket into the playoffs, and that's going to make for a very dramatic two thousand. Uh, uh, September, October, November of 2020. Well, I think most of us, um, whether you're a big Jimmy Johnson fan or not, and with everything he's gone through and the sport's gone through, I hope is I hope he punches his ticket by way of a victory rather than uh, getting in one of the other ways. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I understand that. I, I, I can just thinking the same exact thing. <laughs> Greg, do you have something there? Well, no, we're just talking about what we were in general and uh, everything I heard sounded correct so y'all doing pretty good at it so <laughs> thank you Craig uh, we got <laughs> we got a critic here uh, Ricky listening uh, sitting over here uh, but no, have you heard any um, feedback from the um, from the on-air personalities besides yourself the play-by-play guys or the lap-by-lap guys um, as far as how weird it's been, or you know, to do the to call a race from the studio uh, in Charlotte rather than being in the press box at the track, and you know, and I know that you, you guys have to look at monitors pretty much to to see what we're seeing at home, but uh, you know, not being there and, uh, and and looking out the window with the ability to to look anywhere on the track you want to that's that's got to be pretty pretty strange. I mean, I know it's been done before, even with Grand Prix races and soccer games and stuff, but. Uh, you know, last night Jamie Little ran her rear end off all over that track, getting those interviews and everything. And uh, I think the pit personalities are the only ones that have um, have been on on the site. Is that correct? Yeah, that uh, with, with, well, with the exception of the uh, the camera crew and, and uh, you know, there's um, uh, there are other people involved uh, that that actually play a critical role in, in delivering the product to the viewers, but. I, I think that uh, it's an adjustment, and uh, it's not unprecedented. In fact, it's it's becoming more of a formality uh, to do to do events in the studio. Uh, there's always the issue of of uh, cost savings, but uh, uh, there's uh, there's no question that there's a, a great value in being at the event. But uh, there might be some hidden value being in a very quiet, sealed environment. Less noise, less distraction. Uh, I marvel at the way um, Fox and and now NBC has been able to deliver such uh, you know such an entertaining product. And, and uh, you know, I, I, even though I'm not uh, driving, I still love watching the races, and um, and I expect I always will. Uh, but. Um, no, you're right. There's, there's. Uh, I guess I'm just thankful. To, uh, we went quiet for about six weeks, right? Six or eight yeah. weeks, and right. That was a miserable, miserable, miserable time for everybody. Sport is such a, a critical component for, for most of us, uh, regardless of what discipline it is. And boy, what a celebration it was when uh, when we brought racing back, albeit without fans in the stands. Uh, you know, at Darlington. Well, you know, it, uh, a lot of people are. I hear talk about how sports aren't necessary, but they are necessary, and it's it's a it's it's an incredibly large industry. Like, you know, that affects so many lives, not just for entertainment purposes, but, but people's jobs. But uh, before we let you go, we got a heck of an, of an event coming up Wednesday night with the All Star Race being run in Bristol, which 
you know, for the amount of money and the, 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 the shortness of the track and no people in that huge, um, those huge grandstands, that's, that's going to be, I mean, that's kind of don't miss television if you ask me. That's going to be wild. Yeah, I think it might be wilder than anything we've ever seen. Because, I did too. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a um, there's obviously no points consequence. There's no playoff consequence, championship consequence with this All Star event. And for the first time, it's going to be at Bristol Motor Speedway. Wow! I mean, <laughs> really? Just think about it. Right? Just I've think been thinking it. it's going to be wild. No, no doubt yeah, about it. it Me and Bear have been talking about that. That that might be that might have been a good move right there for him, Ricky. You, don't, you never can tell. And on a Wednesday night, I mean, that's I think that's yeah. e- even. I mean, that's even better. It's, you're going to catch a lot that's of people better, that wouldn't normally uh, probably have watched it on a, a weekend or a Sunday afternoon or whatever Saturday night. Yep, I sure am thankful I, I, uh, that you guys uh, reached out to me, and I'm. Uh, just to give you a glimpse inside my world, uh, I'm going to pick up my 15-year-old daughter. She just got her driver's permit, and uh, oh boy, I'm going to let her do a little bit of driving. Uh, I just love it. It's awesome. She's uh, oh gosh, my kids! I got three children. They just they light me up. And uh, my uh, my daughter, I just she's the she's more apprehensive than the other two. I didn't think she'd get her uh, attempt to get her driver's license until maybe she was like twenty. Uh, she just didn't seem to be in a hurry at all, and she she decided she wanted it uh, at like fourteen. So, you know, it's it's uh, I got to tell you, it's almost like uh, it's almost like me winning a race, getting to uh, spend time with my uh, my daughter behind the wheel, and. Uh, and she actually listens to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I've got my son. He took driving lessons from Larry Pearson. And the first thing he did was go out and get a couple of tickets. So uh, I, I don't know about I don't know about having race drivers teach your kids to drive. That's a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good teacher. The only thing that would top would be Larry's dad, right? Right. Uh, that would be the best. And I, and I don't know. You guys know this because I think I shared the story with you. But I actually driving a lesson from David, the Silver Fox. And uh, I'm not sure I would have won Darlington without it. Well, I'll tell you what, you couldn't have had a better teacher, Darlington. Well, we're up against the clock here. I did want to mention that you were talking about your children, and you said your son graduated from South Carolina last year. He's a, he's a, a, an official Gamecock, and uh, he uh, he graduated. He moved, uh, moved home for a couple weeks, but then... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Pac, he's on you know, he's on his way to Ohio, and he's been in Ohio and Columbus, Ohio, for what is it, almost a year, and he's just cranking along. He's doing great. He, he didn't choose to be a NASCAR driver or, or a race car driver, uh, and I had mixed emotions about that, but uh, sure am proud of him. And uh, I guess that connects you and I yeah. forever, right? Yeah, and... Um he chose to be a Gamecock, and that's good enough for me. I've got a daughter who's a junior down there, and she finished up her uh, sophomore year and started her junior year at our dining room table. So uh, they're supposed to be going back in August. We'll have to see how that works out. Yeah, that will be her senior year? Uh, well, she's she's taken a lot of courses um, over the summer, and, and she got credit for a bunch of stuff in high school. So t- technically she uh, – or actually she is a junior, but um, – 
yeah, she uh, she's gonna she's on a course to graduate early, and we're real proud of her. Well, I hope she gets back to school. I think uh, you know everybody's got an opinion, but boy, I'd, uh, I'd uh, you know I'd love for her to be able to finish out her college years with. Uh, that whole experience. Well, I mean, I went down there, and it's just, it's just nothing like walking to campus or walking to class in the morning. And I mean, you, it's just that's part of college is being there. I mean, you just that's exactly right. Being there. And you know, they have a NAS, they have a NAS an accredited NASCAR program down there that I uh, I didn't know that. At. Are you? Oh my gosh! Look into that. Uh, it's 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 fantastic. It's outstanding, and it was created in large part by the late Jim Hunter. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. that's a Gamecock. He sure was. Yeah. I think it was a halfback, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it was, uh, it, you know, and then it was continued to be supported by Kerry Thaw, who's the president of Darlington Speedway now, and also a Gamecock. And, and uh, so I I went down and spoke uh, uh, for uh, Miss Jackie, and uh, she teaches the class. And I'll tell you what, it is incredible. It is 100% all in NASCAR, and uh, and the class was packed. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a real credit to the school and to NASCAR, really, to the, how they, they merged that together. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to look into that because Carrie's a good friend of the show, and I'm a graduate, and uh, I've got five books on the subject of NASCAR. So uh, one on Greg, so you know if you can write a book on Greg Moore, you can write one on about anybody. If you can do one on my, the two of you, uh, the two of you need to be there at that class, and I guarantee you'll appreciate it. Uh, I mean, that's uh, that's good. I'm glad I was able to make that connection for you because uh, it's something that's been thriving. And who knows? Maybe we'll we'll all meet down there together one day. That sounds great, Ricky. We got to let you go. I'm already late. We got Nelson Crozier on hold here. So uh, look, thank you so much. I, I, you are so well spoken. You'll always have a job in broadcasting, and. Uh, um, it's just great having you on the show again, and thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, and it's uh, always an honor to connect with you guys, and uh, and you even made it more of a bonus to know that you bumped me up ahead of uh, one of my heroes, one of my friends, Nelson Crozier, so that's cool. You, you actually put me in front of Nelson for the first time in my life. Well, Nelson's, uh, <laughs> Nelson's uh, a regular on our show. He's on every week from uh, 1040 to 11 uh, to end up our first hour, and... Um, so, let me uh, let me let you go pay for some stuff and uh, and get Nelson on here. So, thank you so much, Ricky. Uh, we really appreciate it. Great, great guest. Have, have a great weekend, guys. Okay, thank you very much. Fantastic. That was Ricky Craven. Ricky Craven, and he just uh, he's a pleasure to have on the show. So let me uh, oh, let's do great. some commercials here because we are way behind. We got to get Nelson on here. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Get ready for a slam dunk during the Nissan Now Sales event at Greer Nissan. It's Markdown Madness, and you'll score big with huge savings and low payments on all your favorite Nissan models. Get in the zone in an all-new 2020 Nissan Citra for only $129 per month. Take your pick. You can drive a 2020 Nissan Altima or Rogue for only $199.
line per month. Or score a new Titan pickup and save up to 30% off. Get big savings on our large selection of used vehicles, too. And if you need credit, come and get it. Vince knows high payments and slam dunk on savings. During the Nissan Now sales event at Greer Nissan today. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Come see us on Wade Hampton Boulevard or shop online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. Let's go straight to uh, our phone lines. And Nelson Crozier, how are you doing this morning, Nelson? Nelson? Okay, let's see. Are you there, buddy? Nelson. Well, I, I guess we lost Nelson. Uh, I did make him whole for an awful long time. So, uh, Nelson, if you, I tell you what, we have our long break at 11 o'clock. We will, uh, we don't have anything after 11 until, uh, well, this may be him here. Hold on just a second. Start your engines. Nelson? Okay. Nelson, you there? Can you hear me, Nelson? Yes, doctor. Oh, there you go. I hear you now. I'm sorry. We, I was going to tell you you could call back or we'd call you after 11 if you want to. But uh, now that we got you, um, we missed you last week. We hate, the, we hate when uh, we don't have you on the show because you add so much to it. 
What do you think of uh, what's been going on? You got like two weeks to catch up and about eight minutes to do it. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, between the fight last night, uh, you know, of course, uh, next Wednesday uh, for the shootout or the also race, you know, the different number placement and the uh, fluorescent lights under the cars. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's more and more video. Okay. You know what that that reminds me of my days in Miami when uh when a, a lot of the teenagers and uh you know it's a, a big Latin community I married a, a Latin from down there and uh, but they all that was a very popular having the neon lights underneath the cars and having that on race cars that's going to be pretty wild but it's not all the cars is it, it isn't it just certain ones. Um, I thought it was all, but I'm not sure. I, I think uh, well we'll find out. They'll probably be talking about it. Uh, well, I know they will, but I, I think it's only, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I don't have time to do that. But, you know, we, uh, you know, this this racing that we've had, you know, I was mentioned earlier, you know, we've had three Xfinity races since the last time we had this show. And um, actually, I thought the race, I thought the racing in Indianapolis was, was fantastic. Uh, the IndyCar race wasn't very good, but that Xfinity race was a slam bang Deal and um, and it was quite an exciting uh, four hundred. I thought. Oh, I I fully agree with you. The uh, pit road incident. We were talking about that a little earlier. And uh, do you see them widening that pit road or doing any, or or uh, Alan said just slow them down. Right. They, uh, what they need to do is uh, make it more of a gradual funnel coming into pit road. Yeah, that was actually where the the jam up, and I don't know exactly if somebody cut across in front of somebody else. But you know, that's that was a lot of cars funneling into a, a narrow area, and uh, with people already out there servicing cars, it, it was a recipe for disaster. Yeah, we were fortunate; we just had the, uh, the one injury. Yeah, well, you know, they've had some bad bad injuries in the past, but Nelson, what um. What do you think about the way the NASCAR has recovered from all the the flags and the nooses and uh, you know the, the the things that have happened and and, and racing multiple times a um, a week or weekend and back to back days and everything? What, what's your feelings oh. to how this is working out? First of all, the flags and the noose have passed. Let's forget about it and go on with good racing. I agree. Uh, you know, having races during the middle of the week, uh, we had them years ago. It looks like it's a good, uh, you know, good thing for the future. Well, I tell you what, it's. Uh, I think it's going. I think this Wednesday night race coming up, this All Star race, is going to add a lot to that. Like I was telling Ricky Craven just now, you know, people would probably will watch it that would have not even known it was going on. Maybe if it had been on Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, so. uh I think a Wednesday night all-star race is a terrific idea. Uh, no question about it. And, you know, we're proud that uh, Jimmy Johnson's back from his uh, uh, positive test uh, you know, for the coronavirus. And it looks like Dale Zellers, uh pulling through okay on his. Yeah. Well, let's get our picks in right here before uh, the time gets away from us and uh, we gave you uh, or I did out of the kindness of my heart uh, Keselowski last week it didn't do you much good but um, I didn't give you some bum like Ronnie did to me one year when he gave me like the worst guy in the field 
But uh, go ahead and take what now. Ronnie has already picked Truex, and Lanny he's a he's a member of our show, and we've never let him pick, so he picks now, and he took Logano. So I'll give you the rest of them. Okay. Uh, I'll go ahead and stick with Brad. Okay, Brad Keselowski. Uh, what do you think over there, Greg? Well, I was thinking I had one split right on my brain, and I'm trying to grasp it back. Well, uh, so right. if has anybody said Logano yet? Yeah, we got uh, Lanny's got Logano. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Alan, who you pick? While yeah. Greg's. Uh, no, seriously, I'm, I'm trying to. Okay. Think. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead Greg, uh, Alan. I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick again. I'm going to ride that horse. By the way, uh, Alan won last week with Harvick. And um, the point standings I'm looking at here, I've got one win. Greg's got none. Ronnie's got none. But Alan Nelson and Jada have two. Is Jada got two or three? Two. Two. All right. So it's a three-way tie with two. And um, put me down for uh, Chase again. Chase Elliott. I'll stick with him as long as I can. And um, all right, Greg, you got something? You got something yet? Or I'm going to sign somebody for you if you can't come up with some. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. That's a good one. He's due to win. That's for sure. Well, you know, he told me through the season four last. He did. I did. I won you season four last. Yeah, you quit using him. And uh, Jada's got a. Danny Hamlin. Danny Hamlin. So, um, all right. We're all in there. Nelson, uh, got a lot of racing today. We got Arca. We got Indy. We got. uh, uh, What else? We got got the trucks tonight. So, uh. You got about two minutes for some closing thoughts here. What do you What do you got? Well, you know, it's going to be interesting. You know, uh, tomorrow uh, in Kentucky, uh, and remember, two uh, two fifty four p.m. of Green Flag. Okay, and I hope you know we we actually having some good weather in Kentucky. We haven't had a, a... Uh, watch it. <laughs> Did you... uh, I didn't just jinx it... them. I hope. Yeah, it's uh, oh, uh, well, it's 70%, uh, 70% uh, during the day, dropping to 30% in the evening. Okay, well, uh, you know, I, I, oh, you got something there, Alan? Yeah, Nelson, do you think they'll spread that PJ1 all the way across that racetrack? The way I was watching racing last night, you had to do a slide job to get up there in front of somebody. Well, there's a lot of talk about it, so uh, we'll see what they do today, and, you know, especially what they do tomorrow, but there's very good chance of it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that- the only drawback with the PJ-1, you know, if it's cool and uh, raining on and off, the PJ-1 doesn't work so it gets hot. Yeah, yeah. but a uh, lot, lot of hard feelings last night when old boys trying to do that slide job up in front of somebody, and uh, I guess that's what made... Uh, and boys kind of yield last night. <laughs> That's right. And I haven't heard what, what there's any penalty uh, coming out of that or not. You know, and I've heard somebody talking about the third. It must have been a boy you're talking about that third turn. And I had never heard anything about the third turn at Kentucky until you brought that up last year. I didn't know that was a particularly treacherous turn, but uh, obviously it is. Right. I guess because they carry so much speed down the back stretch, and uh, and it's just it's just a flat turn for that much speed. Is that the problem? It's at least one of the problems. Okay. 
All right, Nelson. Well, look, I, I'm sorry we uh, didn't get to you a little quicker there, but uh, and this is uh, getting to be a uh, well. I knew you weren't going to be on last week, so we let Mike Helton just ramble on for 28 minutes. But uh, <laughs> sure I did. did. <laughs> I did give Craven an extra five, and I'm uh, I'm, I'm sorry we cut into your time, but uh, we'll uh, I'll try to do better, and we will uh, talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. All right, that's Nelson Crozier. What, what do you know about him? Smartest man I know. Smartest man I know, too. And, you well, know, Greg, he's the Greg, smartest we gotta, man I've ever bumped into. Greg, we got to get uh, our heads together here and see if maybe he would be willing to go to 11 o'clock. You know, if we could go start the second hour with, with Nelson, that might be something we'd look into. And we don't have to worry about running over with these guests. That's okay. right. So uh, let's look into that next week. But right now, we'll, uh, we're going to take a break. That's the end of the first hour. Thought it was very entertaining, and so let's come back to uh, the Beacon Driving Studios after this. We are the home of the South Carolina Gamecocks is Fox Sports fourteen hundred WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at ninety eight three. Sports trending now. The NFL and the Players Union are scheduled to meet on Monday to further discuss health and safety protocols for the 2020 season. Several issues are still at play, including whether or not players will be tested daily and if any preseason games will be played. Training camps are currently scheduled to open on July 28th. The Philadelphia Eagles find receiver Deshaun Jackson for conduct detrimental in the wake of his anti-Semitic Instagram post earlier in the week. The NHL and its Players Union agreed to terms on a return to play. The 2014 tournament will begin on August 1st with bubbles at Edmonton and Toronto. The Stanley Cup final will end as late as October 4th. Calgary Flames defenseman Travis Hamonic announced he will not participate in the restart. The Pac-12 announced it will delay the beginning of its fall sports calendar and that all fall sports games will be played in conference. Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott had mild flu-like symptoms and tested positive for COVID-19. Franks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Franks for the Memories? Because Hot Dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Franks for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Franks for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Franks for the Memories, 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Franks for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets. 
to build wealth and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster and the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. From the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina, Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engine. 20 years of trying, 20 years of frustration. Dale Earnhardt will come to the caution flag to win the Daytona 500. Here is your racing team for today. Show producer Ronnie Black. Local action from winning car builder and owner Alan Hill. Track reporter and racing insider Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina and all around the world. Um, you know, I always mention about every week that my son listens to us in the Persian Gulf and the Marine Corps. Well, he's off the coast of North Carolina somewhere right now and should be home Monday. So, uh... We're all glad for that. We, uh... He left the day before his, uh, birthday on December the 15th and he'll be coming back. And you know what else happened today? Go ahead, Alan. you like you got something Well, else I'd up. like to say sometimes, you know, the way everything's been going on over here, I'd like to be over in the Persian Gulf. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 I can... He couldn't text very often, and I think we got one phone call, but we are able to, to communicate through email. But I don't ever get too deep into it because he doesn't have time for that. I just... We just... I just like getting an answer back, you know? That's but, true. But he... Uh, um. He's going to be amazed. I mean, at, at everything that's going on and what's happened, and and I tell him stuff about uh, Tom Brady's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer and <laughs> all this stuff. Cam, oh, New, Cam New, New England Patriots. Uh, yeah, he's like, what? How <laughs> <laughs> in the world did that happen? I want to know how Cam's going to like that cold weather up there. <laughs> well, we're going to find out if we get to play. Yeah, if we get to play, and I hope we do. But um, so we got the last hour here, and we're going to. Uh, probably be able to get to everything that I printed off last night and uh, going to get Alan his uh, as much time as he needs for the local scene here about 20 after after the next break. So let's get into what has happened uh, last week with the Cup. And we touched on it a little bit with the uh, with the crash on pit road and a lot of other hard hits. Bowman hit hard with a blown tire. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin had the thing in the bag with seven laps to go. And... Uh, I heard him on Dan Patrick or something later on um, uh, this past week, and 
he was he was pretty heart sick about that. I mean, that was one in his back pocket, and then he's one you want on yourself. Yeah. Did you hear Kevin Harvick's interview after the race? They uh, told him to keep pressure on the 11 car. Yes. They've been having a problem. Yeah. I guess that's with all the Toyotas running that camber in that right front tire. Well, you know, they, yeah. uh, that, that was, uh, I, heard, I heard that myself. In fact, Denny Hamlin was on Dan Patrick, I think, or, or one of the shows, Mike and Mike, or whatever the first show is. And um, That's kind of a betwang of that, don't it? Yes, it does. You get one team member that's got uh, this much negative camber in that right front tire, and he's doing good, so the rest of your team members start doing that. But the only thing about it is that first team member hits that wall down there, and now the rest of you's on pins and needles. Yeah, and, right. Uh, well, and Kyle Busch crashed with a. Did he have a flat as well? I think. I think twenty didn't a twenty car. Uh, that was at Pocono that uh, somebody turned yeah. him and wrecked him. But he's he's he hit. I mean, uh, uh, Gibbs took home a bunch of junk after that race uh, last week. So let's get into it just a little bit uh, here. Um, that was the Big Machine Hand Sanitizer 400, which is a. I kind of liked Brickyard 400 better, but I guess they got to pay some bills. Kevin Harvick was the winner and um, finally doing something for the first time this year was Matt Kenseth, who had a pretty good ride uh, with um, with a Ganassi car that uh, Kyle Larson got kicked out of. Third was Eric Almarola. Fourth was Brad Keselowski. Good run for Cole Custer, who came up from 30th place to finish fifth. Um what am I thinking about? Kyle Busch was seventh. I must be thinking about uh, Pocono or something. I, I'm confused a little bit there. I was I was thinking that Kyle Busch wrecked this past. Well, where was it? That, oh, they had two races at Pocono. That's what's messing me up. The double header. Okay, uh, I'll get it in a minute. Michael, <coughs> excuse me. There I go. Went over my word limit. Uh, Michael McDowell was a seventh from twenty seventh. And a good run for that number 34. Tyler Reddick was eighth in number eight. Bubba Wallace, another good run for him in uh, ninth place. And Joey Logano, who was the pole sitter, finished tenth. Uh, yep, a lot of good racing going on out there. And like I said, uh, they're moving from Indy to Kentucky Speedway. And... Uh, they got that PJ1 on that racetrack, and that's going to make a lot of exciting racing there. Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. No, NASCAR, over the years, they always seemed like to come out on top, and they broke the barrier with the sports thing, which we got to go back to. I don't think they need that about that, but um, it's just a... It's just a great organization, and I have seen it. Like I was telling Perry this morning, I said, I actually saw a race last night, referring to the Xfinity race. They had four different lines and doing this, doing that, and I said, I hadn't seen that in a while. And they starting to get the weather to cooperate a little bit. You know, last seven or eight races, we've been in a rain delay or a lightning delay or stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, all right, I think I got my throat back in order here. I I hit my word limit, like I said. So the point standings right now in Cup, uh, Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin both have four wins, but Harvick is ahead of Hamlin on the stage points. Brad Keselowski is third with two victories. Uh, his teammate, Joey Logano, has two. Fifth place is Chase Elliott, who is t- 
tied with one win apiece with Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex, and Alex Bowman. And then the other guys that are in the top 16 just on the stage points. We've got Eric Almarola is ninth, and he's been having some good finishes every week, uh, just about. I think he's going to win one sooner or later. Kyle Busch is 10th, and boy, he's really chomping at the bit, of course, to get his first win. His brother Kurt is four points behind him in 11th. Matt Benedetto is uh, 12th in the Wood Brothers car. Clint Boyer's 13th. William Byron, 14th. Jimmy Johnson's hanging in there in 15th, even though he didn't run. And um, as we were saying with uh, Ricky Craven, I, I'd like to see him get in by winning a race before he's done. And Austin Dillon is 16th. So they uh, um, run tomorrow afternoon, and I actually have the lineup here that we'll look at real quickly for um, the um, the race at Kentucky, which is the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And on the pole is Kyle Busch. So let's see if he can go from wire to wire. Uh, Joey Logano is second. Kevin Harvick is third. Eric Almarola is fourth. Alex Bowman starting fifth. Brad Keselowski is sixth. Kurt Busch is seventh. Chase Elliott is eighth. Martin Truex ninth. And Matt D. Benedetto is tenth. What you chuckling about over there? Well, I kind of missed him in <laughs> after race interviews with Kyle Busch. You know, I, I hate to be when he gives you one. When he gives you one, stuff like that. Uh, I, I'd hate to be some of them reporters sometimes when Kyle Busch has a bad day and you have to go up there and ask him what happened. <laughs> well, it, it, sometimes it's quick. You don't have to ask, but once. Uh, looking on down the line at some of the other uh, drivers of interest, Hamlin is starting twelfth. Uh, Boyer, who's been on TV a lot here lately, is starting 15th. Bubba Wallace is 18th. Jimmy Johnson is 20th. And going on down the line here, I don't see anybody really uh, noteworthy. Uh, Timmy Hill, of course, as usual, is bringing up the rear. So anyway, that's the cup. That race will be tomorrow afternoon on FS1 at 2.30. Airtime. I don't know if that means it starts at 3 or not, but 2.30 is what it says here on my sheet. Xfinity. Got a lot to cover here. Get ready to cover for me if my hit the word limiter again. But we've had three races since the last time we met. I've said that several times this morning. But that one at Indianapolis, I tell you what. Did you see that race? No, I did not. Well, that was a heck of a race because uh, Ryan Briscoe had it well in hand. He had led... Uh, a lot of laps. In fact, he still led 30, but with about three or four laps to go, he screwed up and let, um, it, it was a, a huge jam at the front with four guys. Justin Haley was in it, Noah Cragson was in it, and Almondinger was in it, and actually, actually, Cindric wasn't too far behind, and he, uh, he missed a turn. He missed it badly, too, and, uh, let them all get past him, and, um, uh, Growing up not too far from the Speedway, it didn't set well with him, and that was his dream. Uh, of course, a lot of people dream of winning Indianapolis. But I tell you what, he uh, he tightened his belts up a little bit and went back after him and passed him. And it wasn't smooth passing either. It was people getting pushed off in the grass and bumping and banging. And it was one of the best finishes I've seen, and that was on the road course at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And Chase Briscoe won that race. Second was Haley. Third was Noah Cragson. Fourth was Almondinger, who uh, uh, led a couple of laps there with less than 10 to go. And I thought when he got by Briscoe, it was his race. But he ended up uh, he ended up fourth. Austin Sendrick was fifth. 
Ross Chestain was sixth. Justin Allgaier, seventh. Alex Labby, ninth. I'm sorry, eighth. Michael Annette was ninth. And Preston Partis, who was a new one to me, finished tenth. As I said, Jeremy Clements didn't hit anything, ran pretty well for the road course, and finished thirteenth um, after starting twenty-first. We won't get into the points too much there because it, we've had so many races since then. We don't we don't really need to belabor that. But he was after Indianapolis. Jeremy was sitting sixteenth in points, and like I said, it's not the top sixteen you need to get in; it's the top twelve. So we go to Kentucky, which they ran this past Thursday night. And that was the Shady Rays 200. Um, Jeremy Clements um, had a 12th place finish after starting 20th. The winner was Austin Sendrick. And this was another good race. Uh, pretty hard hit there for Brandon Jones, who's uh, tore up a lot of Toyotas this week, this uh, so far on Thursday and Friday. Sendrick won it. Second was Riley Herbst. Third, Ross Chastain. Fourth, Ryan Briscoe. Fifth, Michael Annette. Sixth, Anthony Alfredo, who's driving at Childress number 21. I never heard of him, but he's doing really good. Justin Haley was seventh. Kyle Weatherman was eighth. Ryan Sieg, ninth. And Brett Moffitt was tenth. As I said, Jeremy Clements finished twelfth. Um, he ran good in that race. Yep. He uh, had to start on the inside and on one of them restarts right there. And when he went off there in that first turn... The boys on the outside was up in that PJ1 like I was talking about. And whenever they sailed right by him coming off the two, because don't get me wrong, that car got loose down there in the first, second turn. Well, one of the things Clement did, he uh, he went for a two-tire a two tire pit stop when everybody else took four. And I think that was with like 30 laps to go or something. And uh, he, he couldn't, like you said, I think he had to start on the outside. And he couldn't he couldn't make it stick on the inside inside on the inside and, he, and the outside's where you needed to be to make it stick and he fell back after that and then when they had another caution flag with a few laps to go he came in and got four and and it put him back in twentieth place and he worked his way back up to twelfth so you know at least they're trying stuff they didn't just uh, stand with what they had so um so but after that race. He had moved up another spot to 15th in the points. So last night, they ran again. And this is the one that uh, Greg's talking about. He's, he thought was a good race, and they did have some hard feelings afterwards. But again, it was Austin Sendrick who uh, won for the second night in a row. And Chase Briscoe was second. Justin Haley, third. Ross Chastain, fourth. Allgaier, fifth. Anthony Alfredo was sixth. Noah Cragson, seventh. Michael Annette, eighth. Daniel Hemrick was ninth. And Riley Herbst, 10th. And Jeremy was 11th. I said he was 12th. He was 11th um, last night. And he's got a new sponsor on that car. He started 4th, by the way. He's got First Pacific Funding. And the announcers were uh, uh, waxing pretty eloquent about the owner of that company. And I wasn't familiar with him. And I couldn't tell you his name. But evidently, he's been around for a while. And this is the first time he's dipped his toe into auto racing. And... Uh, I think Jeremy's, uh, you know, Jeremy led 11 laps last night at the beginning of that race. And it was good to see him up front. They were talking about him, flashing up the word Spartanburg and all that stuff. And uh, just really good for us around here that pull for Jeremy Clements, which is everybody. But uh, there towards the end, Noah Cragson and Harrison Burton sort of got leaning on each other. And from what I understand, it goes back to maybe as far as Charlotte. 
when uh, they've been not getting along all that well on the racetrack. And so, in the dark shadows on the end of the pit road, um, Fox did, which I think their direction and uh, the camera works okay, but the director, I think, is atrocious. I can't stand the way he directs it. You got cars battling for the lead, and he's showing out the back bumper and the side window, and it's like, you know, give us a shot of the cars. They're out there racing for the lead. You got 10 cars all over each other, and I'm looking at uh, somebody's Justin Haley's front bumper. I mean, it's just horrible the way this guy directs the, the, the thing. Twice at Indianapolis, after a restart, before they even come back around, he is showing out the side window, and he missed two crashes. I can't remember which two they were, but he missed two crashes in the cup race when he should have been showing you the action rather than, uh, I, I guess he's um, he's big in the in-car cameras. But anyway, um, so after the race, those two got into it in the shadows over there, and uh, it started with a little push. I think, uh, I don't remember which one pushed the other one, but the other but the other guy didn't like it. And uh, what they say, Craxton's like one of the tallest guys. He's one of the tallest guys in racing, and I, I think he's the one that got shoved, and and Harrison Burton didn't like it, and then they actually threw a couple of haymakers, and it looks like some other crew members got involved, and they were all, you know, people jumping in, uh, hold me back, hold me back, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, it was interesting. It was good for the sport, but Jeremy moved up another notch to fourteenth after all of that. And um, he ultimately, where did I say he finished? I think that was the race he finished 12th in. No, nope, 11th. Finished 11th. So I uh, just said that. So he moved up the 14th in the standings. He's got to get to 12th or win a race. Well, Matt Snyder is uh, in 13th place. And Jeremy, 16 points behind him. And then Brandon Brown um, is in 12th place, and Jeremy's 30 behind him. So if he can keep up these good finishes, by golly, he's going to get in the top 12, I believe. So, uh, but let's look at the, uh, let's look at the rest of the Xfinity points. The point leader is Chase Briscoe. Noah Cracks in the second. Austin Sendrick, after a back-to-back wins, is third. Ross Chastain is fourth. Justin Haley is fifth. Harrison Burton is sixth. Justin Allgaier, seventh. Michael Annette is eighth. Ninth is Brandon Jones, who tore up two Toyotas and lost a lot of ground this week. Tenth is Riley Herbst. Ryan Sieg is 11th. Brandon Brown is 12th. And back in 14th is Jerry, Jeremy Clements. And he's coming hard. So I'll tell you what let's do. Let's take a break. Sorry, let me get a drink of water. And uh, we come back, we will let... Alan do his thing with the local tracks. So you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Hartenberg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. 
windows down, or AC on. Either way, there's no better way to beat the heat than with ice-cold favorites from McDonald's. Now get a large Minute Maid slushie for $2 in sweet flavors Fruit Punch, Blue Raspberry, or New Pink Lemonade. Or get a refreshingly bold McCafe iced coffee, any size for $1.69. To beat the heat, there's nothing sweeter than an icy treat. It's not just a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Mayhem is everywhere. I'm a gravel truck. I'm busy laying the foundation for your city's newest suburb. You're stuck behind me, and I'm about to make it rain. <laughs> Rocks. Now you're swerving, but there's no avoiding this downpour. Better watch out for that guardrail. So get Allstate, where agents help protect you from mayhem, like me. You're in good hands with Allstate agent Jack Mabry in Boiling Springs. Give him a call today, 253-9155. Fox Sports 1400 is now bigger and better than ever. Why? You were on an FM station. Because we're now on the FM dial at 98.3. Fox Sports 1400, now bigger and better at 98.3 FM. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM, 98.3 FM. And uh, see, my voice sounds great right now, but I get into this stuff and I just hit that hit that mark. And I, I don't have anything other than just a voice that can only go so far. And um, I'm going to let it rest here for as long as uh, Alan needs to talk. So, Alan, how about the local results and... Uh, you got all the time you need, buddy. All right. We had a lot of good racing going on at our local dirt tracks around here. We had Cherokee Speedway last week. They had seven divisions racing. They had the ultimate late model series over there, paying them boys $5,000 to win. First place went to a local driver, Chris Ferguson. Second place went to Ross Bales. And third place went to Rambo Franklin. And all three of these boys is pretty well local boys around here at our, our local, you know, tracks. Uh, in the Crystal Lake models, first place went to Brian Mullis. Second place went to Owen Osteen. People should know Owen Osteen from his daddy. He used to race a long time ago of Big Doug Osteen. I remember him. Yep. Third place went to Carlson Ferguson. And the Thunder Bombers, first place went to Steve Green. Second place went to Shane McDaniels. Third place went to Mark Towell. In the Crystal Street Stock, a lot of good racing in this division. These boys are getting ready for a big payday next weekend over there. They're going to pay $5,000 in this division. So a lot of boys is over here getting ready in this 
race, uh, Caleb McLaughlin got first place. Second place went to Dalton Peavy. Third place went to Andrew Blackwood. In this race here, Andrew Blackwood was out front and had a little restart. Caleb McLaughlin drove off in there with him. Coming off of turn two, they both got together, and Andrew went for a little ride. After that, Andrew cranked back up, come back up there beside Laughlin, was kind of, you know, pointing his finger at him and stuff like that. But then the winter circle, Caleb said, well, you know, last week he spun me, and I didn't say nothing, so he shouldn't have the right to say nothing to me. Did they take their temperature? Uh, not, not right either, <laughs> but, uh, That might have been a good time to do it. Also in the Extreme 4 Division, first place went to Mason Max. Second place went to Colt McGinnis. Third place went to Hunter Anthony. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Kevin Nations. Second place went to Tyler Abernathy. Third place went to Derek Bridges. In the Super Street Division, that's our division there. But uh, first place went to a first-time winner, Josh Mulwee from down here in Packlet, South Carolina. How about that? And boy, he put on a show. This this race was one of them races where it's like I told somebody it wasn't pretty, but at the end of it, it was a win. And uh, second place went to Justin Armour. Third place went to Brad Williams. These old boys was putting on a show. And uh, congratulations to Josh Mulwee on his first win. And I know whenever he pulled up there, matter of fact, I went over and looked at a couple of carp lakes over there, and then I wound up at the dirt track on Saturday night, I stood up in the stands. Carp Lake? Yes. Okay. And uh, I bet he took that back road from Gaffney to yeah, Backlake. Yeah, I went over to, yeah, I went over to uh, Perry's Fishing Lake over there off Highway 18, and then for some reason, I just wanted to walk around and look, see what they boys doing, then wound up over here at the local dirt track, stood up there and watched these boys race, and uh, like I said, to see Josh Mowey win this race and uh, had his little boy there. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like that Clint Boyer deal. Daddy, when you going to win? Daddy, when you going to win? <laughs> well, guess what? This boy won, and I'm happy for him. That's great. And uh, he survived the protest. Well, well that's, that's, you know, that's an easy boy, name to boy, remember. The boy finished second. He decided he wanted to look at his camshaft and heads and... Uh, they had to pull that car up in there, and it was already about one thirty o'clock in the morning. They had to tear it oh, down. Yeah. At one thirty, they got started? <laughs> yeah, one thirty to get started. 11. Well, guess what? You got to let that motor kind of cool down a little bit, too, first. Right. So, uh, yeah, they probably got home about 4 o'clock in the morning. But when you got your first win, he probably he wasn't going to sleep anyway. So, I mean, that's a Had good him thing. a good breakfast when he got home. But uh, like you was talking about the boys in the Bush Grand National uh Little fist cuffing going on. Well, Xfinity, they Xfinity, call it now. Uh, whatever you want. <laughs> You're just but, like uh, me. Over here at Gaffney Speedway, I stand up there in the stands. Next thing I know, there's a race out there, and a couple of boys got into it. Next thing I know, there's hard security to the grandstands, and that's where I was at. And I just kind of looked over, and here were two women going at it pretty hot and heavy. So, uh, and the grandstand at Gaffney. And the grandstand at Gaffney. And they weren't, they weren't socially distancing themselves. No, they weren't socially distancing. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know which one was the best show, the grandstands or the racetrack. Well, that's, sometimes uh, it's kind of a, sort of a, a, a proper mixture of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Build up the drama to it and then make But it's sure not it usually two women, is it? Uh, usually two women or two men. Sometimes these women, they got their favorite drivers, and, you know, one says something bad about one's driver. It gets on with the program. Didn't that happen over at Harris? Uh, last year or something? It might happen to Harris last year. All right. Well, go ahead. But uh, That's that's great. Yep. Uh, last night at Traverse Rest Speedway, they had a 
Good race going on over at Harris Travers Rest Speedway. Uh, Seek a crate sportsman. First place went to Timmy Smith. Second place went to Jake Jackson. Third place went to Blake Pryor. In the Thunder Bomber Futures, first place went to Danny Edmonds. Second place went to Scott Hendricks. Third place went to Blade Edwards. Front Wheel Drive Division, first place went to Travis Jameson. Second place went to Mitchell Coggins. Third place went to Randy Hill. In the Pure Stock Division, first place went to Nathan Pierce. Second place went to Kevin Nations. Third place went to Will McGrew. In the Thunderdormer Division, first place went to Timmy Smith. Timmy Smith jumped out of his crate sportsman car, jumped over into a Thunder Bomber car, and he got two wins in one night. That's good. Second place went to Steve Green. Third place went to Mitchell Duval. In the Renegade 8 Division, first place went to three local good drivers up there. I bet you they had to put on a good show over there. First place went to Michael Barbary. Second place went to Donnie Atkins. And third place went to Chris Jackson. In the Rookie Division's. That's going to be our up-and-coming drivers. First place went to Trent Blackwell. Second place went to Devin Kelly. The third place went to Nicholas Mars. Okay. They will be no racing at Cherokee Speedway tonight. They took, uh, they're they going to take tonight off. So you're either going to have to take off and go to either Lancaster Speedway, where at Lancaster Speedway they're going to have the Carolina Clash Ultimate Late Models down there. Going to pay them boys $4,000 to win. Also on the venue tonight, it's going to be Renegade. Going to pay them boys $600. Crate Sportsman, $600. Thunder Bomber Division, $500. Extreme Four, $400. Pure Stock, $300. Stands is going to be $20 to get in the stands. Pits are going to be $35. Stands open up at 5 p.m. Uh, no yeah. extra charge if there's a fight in the stands? No, that's just part of the bonus there. <laughs> okay. Okay, Lawrence County Speedway. They are going to take the next two weekends off. They're going to take July 11th and July 18th off. Uh, they said they want to help stop this coronavirus spread that's popping back up here lately. Okay. But at Harris Speedway, we're going to have a lot of good racing up at Harris Speedway. This is going to be the first David Higgins Thunder Bomber shootout. Thunder Bomber Division. Always a good field of cars there, and they're going to pay them boys $1,500 for first place, $750 for second, $500 for third, $300 for fourth, $225 for fifth. Uh, that's a lot of good payoff for this Thunder Bomber Division, so they'll have a crowd of cars up there. Also, lot to thank the purse sponsors, Joe Cruisers here in Spartanburg, O'Sullivan's Racing Parts, uh, Coys Lawn and Ground Service, JNL Tools, Ricker Machine Shop. They also put up some money for fastest qualifier. He gets a hundred dollars. And the Heat wins. They also put up money. Sometimes uh, used to used to run heat races and used to get a little money for heat race wins. So make a little interesting. They're gonna put fifty dollars up for the heat wins. Thirty dollars for second. Twenty dollars for third. You also got a hundred dollars for the hard charger win, and Greg, I want you to listen. To who put this hundred dollars up? <laughs> hard charger. You know when you have to be the hard charger coming up through a field at a thunder thunder bomber race, eight two eight bail bonds. So if you the hard charger of the night, you might be needing this man to put your bond up to get you back out of jail. Now that's a good deal. I like that. <laughs> that's good. Uh, also on the I, I schedule. Like that. Also on the schedule. <laughs> on the schedule tonight is the six oh two late models. 
the Renegade Stock 8, Stock 4 IMSA, I mean MESA, Pure Stock Division, Front Wheel Drive Division, Thunder Bomber Futures, Young Guns. Up there at Harris Speedway, it's going to be $30 to get in the pits, $15 to get in the stands. Pits open at 4 o'clock. Stands are going to open at 5 o'clock, as hot as it is. Uh, you can probably get there about 5.30, 5.45 when the sun's going down over on it behind them trees, still getting the shade. They'll only be about yep. 94 degrees. Yep, and uh, driver's meeting's going to be at 6.30. You know whenever it's uh, 95 degrees outside and uh, mm. you already getting ill, plus you got to get in the race car and stuff. Uh, you seen it kind of like last week. Uh, the Indy boys was getting out of their cars, and they weren't used to that uh, enclosed cockpit. And a lot of them was yeah. kind of yeah. They was kind of New fatigued. Garden was they was, they was fatigued. Yeah, he was, was particularly woozy. But also in this uh, dirt news, Chris Madden, he has him and Scott Blinquist have parted ways. He has went down to Tyler Millwood, and they have moved over to a rocket chassis. Uh, I don't know what the deal was between Madden and Bloomquist, but uh, they parted ways. And like I said, Madden went on. He went last night to Smoky Mountain Speedway for the Southern Nationals, beginning the Southern Nationals in a brand new rocket chassis, and won on his first night out. And when you when your nickname is Chris Smoky Mountain, and you go to Smoky Mountain Speedway, something about that you always put in a little extra ex, extra effort. Now, is that? Uh I've heard of both of those names, obviously, Bloomquist and Madden. Yep. Is that like a pretty, uh, that's a pretty seismic uh, breakup then, right? I mean, that'd be oh, yeah. like a, that's a along the lines of Jimmy Johnson and uh, well, Hendrick or something? Well, you know, last, uh, what was it, about a year and a half ago, whenever uh, Bloomquist was down there and he broke his leg down at Daytona, he had to get somebody to kind of fill in for him, and he got Chris Madden to kind of step in there, and then whenever he got better, he he just kept uh, Madden in a second car. So they was actually teammates in a way, but uh, for some reason, you know, sometimes these teammates says, well, you're getting better at this. That happens better all that. the time. It happens every time, and the next thing you know, one's doing good and one's not doing good, and one's starting to point fingers at the other one, and, uh, well, I want to keep my car up here. You want to keep it over there, and, you know. I remember one time Bud Moore, Bud Moore told me a story about... Uh, when he used to take two cars to Darlington for the convertible race, the Rebel 400 or 300 back then, because Smokey Eunuch wouldn't cut the top off his car. So Bud would always cut the top off another one for a Fireball. And they got out there practicing, and Fireball was out running Weatherly, and Weatherly says, well, you give him, gave him a better car. So yeah. Bud switched them, and Fireball still outran him. He said it shut Weatherly up for a little while, which was almost impossible to do, but... uh. Well, I think uh, sometimes just think, keep your mouth shut and drive. Well, I kind of think you've seen it with, between uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Bush and Martin Truex right now. I mean, don't get me wrong, they ain't much coming out of it, but you know, Kyle Bush ain't that happy with uh, right what's going on in that in that organization. But uh, that's part of racing. Is that Every, all you got? Everybody's everybody's laughing about me because I got three race cars, but I've only got one driver. But. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to step out there. Everybody says, well, let, let me drive that car. Let me drive that other car. I'm not putting two cars in the same division. No. And, no. I mean, uh, I don't blame you. A lot it of just people. don't work out. Well, I haven't heard you mention our, our man lately. Which one's that? Wally. Well, Wally's kind of picking. He's probably picking uh, squash and picking peaches right now. 
Well, it's hot out there. I'd get somebody to do it for me, and I'd go race. It's kind of hot out there, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's kind of just about hot at that racetrack right now. Let me run something by you here. I did some research yeah, while you were doing your, your talk yeah. there. Um, Glow-in-the-dark cars for Wednesday night to All-Star Race. I'll just read this from what it says. Uh, cars that have automatically qualified for for the event will have lights. So I guess uh, the ones that as we as of the end of the race uh, tomorrow at Kentucky will be the cars. Uh, the winner will have uh, lights if he doesn't already have them under his car for the the night race at Bristol. So that ought to be interesting. The the, the All Star race, which is Wednesday night, but we have two other things going on here. Oh, and by the way, those cars will be Blaney, Bowman, both Bushes, Elliot, Haley. So we're going back to last year. Haley won the firecracker. Uh, Hamlin, Harvick, Johnson, Jones, Kenseth, Keslowski, Logano, Newman, and Truex. That was obviously in alphabetical order. So those are the guys that will start out with lights. And if a different driver wins tomorrow, he'll get lights. Um, also, this another thing they're going to do, they're going to have, they're going to introduce the choose rule. Where there's a spot on that racetrack where... The and I think they do this in short tracks sometimes, don't they? You the the front row guys, the pole sitter or whoever, after a caution flag, he has to he has a mark on the track where he has to pick the inside or the outside. Isn't that like a local that, type? That's, that's correct. Over here, we got a girl that stands down here in the first turn, and after a caution, actually comes out on the speedway. Whenever they get the you know cars cleaned up off the racetrack, and they go one to go. She walks out there and puts the cone in. You leave cars coming down to her. They run in single file, and he either commits to the inside or the outside. You know, once he commits, if he wants to the bottom of the racetrack, second place can say, well, I want the bottom of the racetrack too, and he'll fall in behind him. And actually, the third place car, if he wants it, he can fall in. And sometimes these boys, and then next thing you know, the sixth place car can actually move all the way up and start on the outside. And if he can... Uh, you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. It's like I tell them, the later in the night that the track has longer to sit, moisture comes back up through that racetrack, uh, you have a little moisture there for about two laps, and then from there on, you want to get like they do at Kentucky. You want to find that one spot on that racetrack that your car's going to be fast or whatever. And uh, Now, the Benson, horse, uh, the Benson Horsepower Gang, yep. from being 95 degrees out there practicing, and then cooling off at night to about 70. Yep. Yeah, you got a little bit of horsepower game. We're going to lose a little horsepower. Sometimes you have to change the jets in your carburetor and kind of confiscate for that. Sometimes you kind of, you know, we got a curtain we hang off the back of our car just to keep the sun from shining on the fuel cell. You don't want that fuel to get too hot. Well, boy, I learned some stuff. Huh? I'm learning everybody, some stuff. Everybody thinks it's just to cover everything up in the back of a race car. You look at the back of my race car. If you want to look up in there, I'll slide your curveball over so often. Let me ask you this now on this uh, choose rule. But after you choose at the cone or whatever, they don't. it's not when you get back to the start line. They take another lap, I hope. Uh, or is it that well, this, spur this of the cone, moment? This comes at the first turn. If everybody by the time oh, the first come, turn. Yeah, it's, it's okay. going into the first turn. When you come off the back straightaway, when you come off second turn there, 
that flagman, he's blinking that light green up there. That means when you get down to the third and fourth turn, you got a section up there on that wall that is starting painting green and white, green and white. That's the restart zone in dirt racing. Right. So, but, uh, but, I mean, after you, make, after you make that choice, the choice is made in, like, the first turn. I don't know why I was imagining it in, the, like, maybe the third turn. But yeah. So you got... So you make your choice, and then you, you come back around, you yep. green flag. You come back around, you go through that third turn, you better be in the position that you want to start in or whatever. All right, and, and, and don't get me wrong. If if, if they still kind of bunched up, and uh, they'll still drop that green. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to take our last break. but And the other thing they're going to do, and I don't like this one. I mean, I, I heard this was coming, and it's just a cosmetic thing, but... Um, the cars at Bristol are going to have a special paint scheme that shifts the numbers back to the back of the car, um, you know, like right in front of the wheel well, the rear wheel well, you know, like they do in a lot of, I remember EMSA used to do that in the Trans Ams, uh, not when Bud Moore was running them, but, you know, back when they had those, um, but when Dallenback was driving, I can re- I can remember Roush's cars having, but, you know, the, just shift that number back I, I, and, and you put the sponsor or something else up on the door. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, there might not be nothing left of these cars at Bristol. Well, that's true. But we're going to see if we like it or not because that's going to be lights under the cars, the choose rule, and moving the numbers back on the side of the race cars. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how we like it. I, I, I'm already liking Wednesday night racing, but the other stuff uh, remains to be seen. So, anyway, let's take our last break. Come back. I got some stuff to wrap up, tell you what's going to be on TV. And um, uh, it's been a great show, so let's get on with it. This is uh, Start Your Engines from the Beacon Driving Studios in Spartanburg. It's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant day. Seventy years. How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant day. Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a plant day? Call it. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Man, I need a new car, but I have no idea where to look. Have you tried Impex Pre-Owned at Bowling Springs? Pre-Owned? 
I'm not looking for something with lots of mileage on it. That's why you need to go to Impex Pre-Owned, because they have a huge selection of new model cars and trucks with low mileage. Well, that sounds great, but i got to stick to my budget. And that's another reason why you need to check out Impex Pre-Owned. New model cars with low mileage at thousands less than you'll find anywhere else. Call Yvette today at 864-327-9297 or check out ImpexPreOwned.com. Impex Pre-Owned. Quality used cars made easy. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt, whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave, across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Lately, I've been eating one home-cooked meal after another. I'm talking million-dollar spaghetti, Mexican lasagna, chicken tetrazzini. I can't cook at all, and my wife's a great cook, but she has a full-time job. So neither of us have time to feed our three little ones a home-cooked meal. Many of you listening can relate one way or another. Who has the time? Mama Sue's does. That's right. Mama Sue's on East Henry Street in Spartanburg has homemade meals daily for you to pick up. Place an order online or stop in at Mama Sue's. Also check out their $5 lunch specials. Mama Sue's, open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6. When it's hot and it's hot, there's only one thing better than water, ice. And Spartanburg Water has twice the ice with 12 convenient ice houses located around the county. Twice the ice is affordable. Get a 10-pound bag for $1.25 or a 16-pound bag or 20-pound bulk for $1.75. Twice the ice is never touched by human hands, never stored in a warehouse, and uses local water. And it's available 24 hours a day using cash, credit, or debit card. To find the Twice the Ice location near you, visit SpartanburgWater.org slash ice. So what if your roommate, we'll call him Einstein, decides to microwave a metal bowl full of cookie dough and sets your apartment on fire? Yep, State Farm has an agent for that. See State Farm agent Cliff Gobert in Spartanburg for auto, renters, frankly, all kinds of insurance. Cliff's got your back. So call Cliff Gobert today at 597-1200. That's 597-1200. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Cliff Gobert, State Farm Insurance, East Main Street in Spartanburg. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. to just let that one play. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's a perfect for what we got here. But we've also got 12 minutes, or about 10, actually. So uh, let me go through the rest of the stuff. Uh, the trucks will run tonight at 6 o'clock uh, at the... Uh, well, actually, uh, this is saying... This is saying 1 o'clock. That couldn't be a tape delay, could it? Because I swear I think that race is this evening. Under, under the lights of Kentucky. I don't think it's at 1 o'clock. They won't need lights at 1 o'clock, I can tell you no, that. No, they won't. I, I got another <laughs> thing with the official TV on it. I'm, this is what I'm looking at right here. But um, the trucks haven't run since uh, Pocono on the 28th of June. And quickly, those point standings look like uh, Austin Hill is leading, Ben Rhodes is second, Grant Enfinger is third, Sheldon Creed fourth, Todd Gilliland fifth, Christian Eck is sixth, Zane Smith seventh, Tyler Ankrum, 8th, Brett Moffat, ninth, and Johnny Sauter is 10th. Um, actually, uh, Hill and Rhodes are 
Um, there's a 51-point difference there, so there's a... Uh, Austin Hill's looking pretty good in the trucks. So let, let me, I'll get to that in just a minute. I don't, I don't think that race starts at 1 o'clock, and I don't think they do too many tape delays anymore, so uh, I'll find out about that in a minute. ARCA runs this afternoon, and this one is on television, and it's the General Tire 150, and they're at Kentucky, and we will... Um, I'll get to the TV on that in just a second, on, on everything. The uh, ARCA standings, Michael Self is first. The lady, Hallie Deegan, is only 12 points back. I'd love to see her win that series. Drew Dollar is third. Brett Holmes is fourth. Thad Moffitt, fifth. Chandler Smith, sixth. Ryan Huff, seventh. Tanner Gray, eighth. Ty Gibbs, ninth. And Sam Mayer is tenth. Once again, they run this afternoon. We will talk about that in just a minute. Indy cars. I thought that was the worst race of the weekend up at uh, Indianapolis on the road course. It was very boring. Um, Scott Dixon, he's won both IndyCar races so far this year. And the one that he won at uh, Indianapolis on the road course was, I mean, it was a snoozer. But now they're running a doubleheader this weekend. They're running today at 5 o'clock on NBCSN in the Rev Group Grand Prix at Road America Race 1. And that's, of course, at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. And um, then tomorrow... The Rev Group Grand Prix at Road America Race Two will be at twelve thirty. Twelve thirty, but uh, in these Indy cars, these bulls has got now where they starting to play this strategy of where they want to run the race backwards, and uh, sometimes that strategy works out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, it's going to start playing over into. You've seen what Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin was kind of doing. They was kind of doing the same thing as far as, well, you pit, I'll pit next lap. I'm going to pit right before you and get back out. And sometimes it, it plays in. Now, one of these Indy cars, as you commented a few minutes ago, uh, with that enclosed cockpit with the windshields, where the Grand Prix cars don't have the windshields, they're getting kind of hot. And I think it was Joseph Newgarten that was... Uh, uh, and Penske's car was kind of woozy when he got a, out of his, and, and he commented, um, you know, that he had to do some uh, broadcasting the next day, and he was hoping he could get his uh, act together in time to do it because he wasn't feeling too good. No, probably if you watched them drivers kind of get in and out of that thing, and uh, the way I seen one driver, it took him. Uh, the boy got in a bad crash coming there to the start and finish line. Mm-hmm. Once they tried to get him up out of that car, it's kind of difficult trying to get him up out of that car, too. They're going to have to make that thing where it's going to be some kind of a, I ain't going to say quick release type deal to where they can actually pop that thing loose to be able to get the drivers up out of there if they are in a bad crash. Yeah, that was Oliver Askew and the McLaren. Yeah. Um, that race finished with Scott Dixon, as I said, for Chip Ganassi, red hot, won two races in a row so far, both the IndyCar races. Graham Rahal was second, driving for Letterman Rahal. Third was Simon Pagino in Penske's car. Fourth, Colton Herta and uh, Andretti Harding Steinbrenner. You know, Steinbrenner passed away back uh, earlier this year. Um, you know, he was George Steinbrenner of New York Yankees fame son. And uh, his name is still on the team, but uh, he isn't with us anymore. Fifth was a guy I never heard of named Renus VK who drives for Ed Carpenter. Well, he finished fifth and had a good race. Uh, sixth was Marcus Erickson, driving for Ganassi. Seventh, as we just mentioned, Joseph Newgarten, driving for Penske, uh, was seventh. Eighth, Patricio O'Ward, driving for Arrow McLaren. 
Ninth was Santino Ferrucci driving for Dale Coyne. And tenth was Takumo Sato driving uh, for Ray Hall Letterman. And I tell you, Foyt's got these drivers, and uh, they just aren't very... He's just going to have a tough time. Dalton Kellett was a, is a rookie. He finished 21st. And um, I don't even see the other Foyt driver here. I don't know what happened to Tony Canine. Yeah, Charlie Kimball was uh, 18th. So uh, tough sledding for the for the grand old man of IndyCar racing there. The point standings for Indy is Scott Dixon naturally winning both the races is in first place. Simon Pagino a second. Um, Joseph Newgarten third. Colton Hare to fourth. And Graham Rahal fifth. I want to move quickly. Let's go to uh, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship where uh, your brother's car down at Daytona last Saturday night um, had some bad weather. Had some tires, different people took different ways to do it, and um, they did lead. They led pretty good there for a while, but ultimately ended up in fifth place. That's the Wayland Engineering number 31 Cadillac with Gabby Chavez, who is a Colombian. And, uh, you know, my family loves Colombians. And uh, Pipo Durrani from Brazil. Yep, they had one driver. He actually tested positive corona. They had to get in. That's right. They had to get in a relief driver in there. They stayed out there on uh, slick tires during uh, a kind of a, like a damp situation and thought they might could get up a big lead there, but uh, things didn't quite work out. And then whenever they did have to come in there and pit and go back to a different set, their race strategy got off. And like I say, sometimes these strategies, they'll, they'll win for you. Sometimes they won't. Well, they let 26 laps, which isn't to be uh, sneezed at. That was the second most only to the winners which was that 55 Mazda, and Mazda's finished first and second. The 55 Mazda with Jonathan Bomarito and Harry Tinknell. Second was Oliver Jarvis and Tristan Nunez and the other Mazda. Third was Juan Barbosa and uh, Sebastian Bourdais in a, in a Cadillac. Number five, and uh, Montoya and Dale Cameron and another, uh, and Penske's Acura were fourth. And Chavez and Pipo Durrani were fifth in uh, the Wheeling Engineering Cadillac. So they will be running, I believe it's next week, is it? Yes, the 18th, the Cadillac Grand Prix of Sebring, which will be at night. Uh, yep. Like I said, sometimes <coughs> these Mazdas, they get a little bit gear, better gas mileage. And sometimes if you're going to have a big motor, you're going to have to feed it more fuel. And uh, if you have to make that one extra pit stop, sometimes it don't work out. I'm going to skip Formula One. I got some things I wanted to talk about. They did run the race, and it was interesting, and uh, we did run out of time, but they ran the Steinmark Grand Prix in Austria, and they're running there again tomorrow. Let's do the TV uh, real quick, because I've been promising that. They already had Formula One qualifying this morning at, okay, and this is supposed to be official, at um, from 215, uh, at 2.15 at on NBCSN is Indy qualifying at Road America at 2.30 is the, on FS1 is the ARCA race from Kentucky. That's not some wacky TV channel that we can't get. You can get that one. And then from 5 to 7 is the IndyCar um, race 1 at Road America. Like I said, they're running 2. Uh, I've got at 6 o'clock the Gander Outdoor uh, Truck Series at Kentucky, and I think that makes more sense. I believe they'll be running that at night rather than uh, at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Then tomorrow, Formula One from Austria at 9.05 on, uh, on ESPN. IndyCar, 
will be at two thirty. I'm sorry, twelve thirty at Road America for the second race there. And the Cup guys will go off at uh, on FS1 um, at Kentucky. The Fox guys, and so uh, uh, we won't go till uh, July 18th with with the WeatherTech sports cars. And they still got Indy scheduled for the the 500 miler for uh, August 23rd. So I got 40 seconds, and I can't do Formula One, but it was an interesting race. But um, Road, Road America is it not just right down the road here? No, that's Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta. Road America is in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Okay. Uh, and uh, and I think that's the one, isn't that where Jeremy won? I believe that's where he won that yeah. race a couple of years ago. Yes, so it was. Uh, no, it's right down the road in Wisconsin. Okay. So uh, still. Still kind of close. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a jet. Um, 20 seconds. Have a good weekend. Stay yeah. out of the heat. Yep. We're going to uh, try to try to wrap our little project up down here at Lake Greenwood and uh, going to get back into some racing next week, probably. Oh, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to seeing some checkered flags and uh, coming out of the 25T cart. Natalie, you get our table ready. We're on the way. And... Um, for listening to uh, Start Your Engines. Everybody be safe out there. Keep your distance. Don't do anything stupid. And um, above all, keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Fox Sports. We're now on FM. Hear all of our programming at 98.3, Fox Sports 1400, 